It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as I discuss a variety of topics, such as director's cuts versus theatricals, more Fast and Furious talk, and the upcoming releases in the Godzilla franchise. When you watch something that has the extended cut or or the theatrical cut, are you saying that you automatically go to the director's cut? Like you always trust that that's the superior cut? I do, I do, because obviously there's extra. They have extra scenes in there for a reason that I assume hopefully adds to the overall plot. But I guess in this case, it does not. Well, that depends. Yeah, I don't know. I've not seen the Fast Nine director's cut, so I guess you can fill us in there. But. How long is this? Two hours, 22 minutes. What did they cut? That's my question. I guess I'll have to find out. Yeah, and I come from a bit of a different camp. Uh, Maybe it's because I've seen so many um, director's cuts in terms of horror movies. But I've definitely uh, come to think that a lot of director's cuts tend to actually be much more self-indulgent and not uh, not necessarily an improvement over the theatrical. Bloated. Just, Just say it, bloated bloated and sometimes just not knowing where the limit is and I, I point to rob zombie with that rob zombie his two halloween films i think the only cuts you can get these days are the director's cuts i think he's like a lucas where he phased out the theatricals because he was like those aren't my vision but i think both halloween one and two the theatrical cut was better and the director's cuts are just embarrassing messes and the first uh, halloween he even put in this completely needless and disturbing rape scene that was like, this had no purpose in the movie, completely breaks the flow of the movie, and it's just, it's just gross. And so he was actually one of the people who did turn me around on it, but, but he's not the only one. There's a bunch of horror movies where the extended cuts are just an excuse for more gore and really don't serve the story at all. This, this doesn't matter, but, or that doesn't matter. This is kind of off topic, but I wish, given that you just said zombie, I was like, I wish we had Johnny here because he would also, in a way, it's related of uh, albums or tracks that go on for too long that didn't need to be that long. Oh, yeah, like the uh, like deluxe cuts for albums, and then they have the... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's certainly fair. The ones where they throw in, like, the, the C tracks where it's like, oh, wow, I really had to throw this one in here. Now, hang on a second, though. That's that's a little different. Again, I wish Johnny were here to talk about this with us, but like we'll probably bring this later on. Uh, we'll talk about this again later on. But here's here's my thought. If you have the, the originals are still, at least with when you have the um, music streaming services, don't worry, I'm putting a pin in what this conversation still. Um, or in the previous conversation, what led to all this. Um, we have music streaming services like Spotify and Tidal. Those are the two ones I know of, at least. I don't know about Apple Music anymore. 
with the fact that you have access to all these uh, uh, albums and tracks without having to pay for them, I think it's listening to like a super deluxe edition uh, is up to the person, and I don't think overall harms the original album. Although maybe again, maybe that's subjective. Yeah, no, that that could be fair. Ooh, I just thought of another example of director's cuts that uh, I think the the theatrical is the better way to go. I'm sure this one will be controversial for some folks, but Blade Runner. I tend to think the theatrical cut is the only one that you really need to see. The other two cuts, or I guess three cuts, I think, really tend to muddy the water and just don't uh, don't overall serve serve the story. And I guess when we finally get to the uh, the Zack Snyder. Uh, films we can discuss the director's cuts and those those ones because i've heard that they're quite dramatically different yes with blade runner it's that's a sophisticated piece of art whereas with these films these are not these are garbage so yeah fair enough you you yourself don't want to spend more time watching this garbage because it doesn't interest you yeah and it worked for the snyder cut so i don't know maybe maybe uh dawn of justice will be better like that but i don't know i haven't heard great things about it yeah with these i feel like since this is more disposable media you can't dispose blade runner since it actually means something but like with these films they don't mean anything that is fair it's probably as disposable as maybe the horror films maybe not again i think that's up to (laughs) one's own interpretation but i think you where you're coming from makes sense i don't think at least in the fast saga we don't have anything so far that's bloated other than maybe like nonsensical violence, like we're not having that. If it's like a waste of time that you don't like, lots well, that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas there's no gratuitous assault scenes that we have to witness. Yeah, but I am curious to know what what they really did add in all the extra time that we have, and if it's really you know missed in the, the theatrical cut, or if it really adds too much. I'm I'm excited. I, I I'm kind of excited given that I I, I watched the director's cut. And now we're gonna watch the. I'm going to watch the theatrical cut and say, like, oh, I kind of wish that was still there. Yeah, and I guess just before we, we jump into that, and I'll let you start her up, there was one more I wanted to toss in for director's cuts that are, are needless. It's another Ridley Scott movie. Throw it in there. And that's Alien. Have you seen the director's cut of Alien? Oh, Alien, right, okay. Oh, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> for some reason, my brain said aliens. I'm like, did we already have this discussion? But, no, Alien. Okay, now, this is kind of maybe spoiling our... We're not doing it anytime soon, but this will spoil our Alien talk. But yes, I have seen the direct dyer's cut of Alien. Yeah, and I tend to think of that one unnecessarily slow th- slows things down. Throws in a scene that they don't really explain or that doesn't seem to make too much sense with uh, the crew members potentially being turned into alien eggs. Don't know what that is. And <laughs> Well, again, that's... <laughs> call that proto-Prometheus. Uh, of just, I, I more thought, I mean, they are getting, I guess, turned into eggs in the story. I just assumed they were being captured and potentially used as, well, food. Like, you know, the alien was storing them for later. That's, that was my initial impression when I didn't see the film. Like, when I didn't, I mean, I it's been a while since I've seen the director's cut, so when I watched it, that was my initial impression of, like, oh, that's what it is, and then I read it later on the wiki saying that, no, they were being turned into eggs. I'm like, What? I don't know if there is any clear indication of that, if they were, like, starting to turn spherical. Maybe I'm missing something here. But I, I know what you mean, though, where, yeah, there, we, ha- I think there was another scene of that in the vents. Like, all of a sudden, 
it's mm. it's cut right at the end of Alien when Ripley has to go get Jones. And then she all of a sudden just decides, oh, yeah, let me just go to the vents and see, like, what's happening. And potentially, you know, I guess her logic is, oh, I'm safe because the alien's, like, in the main uh, in the main hallways and not uh, down in the vents. So let me just go see if everybody's still alive. And it turns out, yeah, almost, well, obviously there are several dead, but, like, um, what's his name? The, the captain, he's uh, at Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Da- Dallas, I think? Yeah, Dallas is still alive. And uh, he's, he's like, yeah, burn me, if, if I recall. Yeah. And technically, and this this gets into another interesting question about these director's cuts, is Ridley Scott has always maintained that the theatrical cut is the director's cut. The only reason that he made a new cut was because the studio offered him money as like, hey, we can put out a exclusive DVD release. You can get some footage out there that you've got deleted. Maybe you want to recut it and put it together for a special release. So that one was more of a cash grab. He still says this one's a supplementary supplementary cut. The theatrical cut is the real director's cut. So, so that, that's a question for some of them too. How much of the extended release tag is just there for marketing purposes or how much is it actually the director's trying to fully flesh out their story? Like something like The Abyss or Aliens. Stuff that the studio made them, made Cameron cut for runtime purposes rather than story purposes. Whereas I think Ridley Scott cut that that scene we were just discussing because he too was like I didn't think it was clear enough and it kind of slowed things down so he trimmed it out but I thought it was in Abyss go listen to our Abyss commentary for those who haven't uh, I thought mm. it was Cameron actually himself was the one to say like no we should we should cut all this uh, and I'll make a theater or I'll make a director's cut later on I thought that's what happened where it's where instead the studio was like nope like you can keep it in there if you want yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought what it was was the studio was like, oh, this runtime's too huge. You figure out what to cut, but we can't release it as like a three-hour movie. I thought that's what happened, and then he chose what to exercise, but I could be wrong. It's been a while. <laughs> no, I, I remember correctly. I remember that he was the one that said, uh, no, we got to keep this. We got we keep this under like three hours. The studio's like, no, we'll 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 leave it at what it is. He's like, no, we'll leave it, we'll save it for home video. And you were shocked when I told you that. Yeah, that is shocking. Yeah, that's not the uh, the legend that I heard, but you know how those legends always get distorted. So yeah, I could be yeah, going off false information still. I mean, I could also be going off false information for all I know. Don't don't just trust trust TV tropes. Oh, yeah, don't trust us. Yeah, we we haven't. This is an off the cuff. We didn't do our research prior to this. I mean, if anybody actually takes me seriously and thinks I'm a source of facts, then uh, you're mistaken. Yeah, you know, sometimes we do our research beforehand, you know, Avatar. I said myself, not you. You're, you're, I, I said myself, not you. You're, you're exempt from this. Yeah, I toss you in there, especially with Avatar. Usually do a little bit more prep on the behind the scenes stuff than I do, so. That's just like me remembering stuff from like 10 years prior and, you know, loving the franchise. Yeah, even still, even still, that's more of a fountain of information. Last Airbender, sorry, just have to make that clear, because we said James Cameron, so everyone might assume Avatar. Oh, yes, yes. Even though I like Avatar, but still. Yeah, and I guess those ones didn't get director's cuts. The theatrical release, the very bloated theatrical releases are the director's cuts, so. Well, no, because there was that director's cut that we didn't do for James Cameron's, uh, or when we did our, our Avatar entry. And we had Eric, you know, explain oh. uh, what the deleted scenes were. Wow. And remember, I maybe I, I probably, I forget if I sent this to you, but there is no, as far as I'm aware, there is no 
uh, director's cut of Way of Water. Wow, I'd completely forgotten that. Thank you for uh, see. You know, you trust Isaac's opinion. You know, he he's remembering this stuff better than me. That's also because I'm remembering <laughs> our commentaries and our sorry discussions that I myself listen to, which is quite self-indulgent. But that's also because I'm trying to learn from yeah. past mistakes and what not to do. You know, you could just research this stuff beforehand. <laughs> I'm not an encyclopedia of knowledge, as if this were like Jeopardy or some other game show where you have to have knowledge. Yeah, and I'll get there one day. I just recently listened to our Terminator discussions, so I've kicked off the the Cameron series. It's hard to believe that was already over six months ago. Uh-huh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's there. <sighs> We're already doing this. Yeah, I, f- I find it weird that on, I guess on the Podbean website, it's easy to know because you've made, like, and, uh, what is it, like, playlists almost of, you know, different yeah. series. But it's not that in-depth on the mobile app of, of Podbean. Yeah, yeah. I only just recently put in Season 1, which is, like, from... Good grief, Leviathan, all the way to I think one of the Justice League TV episodes, or Justice League animated episodes. Excuse me. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, it just sorted itself out. So I'm like, all right, I'm waiting for season two, three, and four. Like, what? I'm personally waiting for like what the algorithm or the website itself or whoever's doing it determines what like season two is. Yeah, I wish you could put tabs on there too. That'd be great. Again, mobile, not like I'm. You pretty much have it all in uh, on the website we may have to like consult with you on that but that's another story think of the the jaeger from uh pacific rim but no it's not it wow pacific rim yeah when are we gonna do that first one to follow up on our back in 2020 i think it was when we did the uh the sequel <laughs> you know what's funny is that i remember <laughs> i remember uh in the film John Boyega's character, he's he's trading stuff, right? He's like, you know, you get kaiju parts or Jaeger parts can like, you know, you can use it in bartering, right? And he trades something for it was either like some cereal, but then another one he bought or he traded for oh, what's that sauce that everybody loves? Um, uh, not, not Tabasco sauce. It's the one that went out of business. No, it's not. Oh, sriracha. Thank you. Yes, yeah, sriracha sauce because. Um, you know, before that came out, like before the film came out, Sriracha sauce was readily available, right? But since then, Sriracha has been on the decline because of global warming and climate change having t- changed the temperature of how the uh, plants are processed down in California. Oh, wow. In, in, a, in a way that retro, I just, I don't know why I thought of that randomly, but I was like, retroactively, uh, it makes that scene in that movie, which I don't remember when <laughs> that takes place in, but if it's, I think it's the 2030s, where it almost is like, yeah, we predicted the future, surprisingly. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> kind of a little retroactive, uh, harsh and, harsher in hindsight. <laughs> do you own Apocalypto, or do you just like... Yep. Yeah, sure do. On the old DVD. Who put that out? Uh, let me see here. Oh. Was that Paramount or Universal? Touchstone? Okay, yeah, I guess so. Whoever probably, like, backed... Passion of the Christ, it was that, too. Yeah, I bought this one new at Walmart. Probably probably like 2007 or so. Did you watch it in theaters? No. I think I would have been too young then. I, I, I guess so. Yeah, 2006. I want to watch it. I'll probably come by your house one of these days and watch it if you don't mind. Cause oh, yeah. no, it's... I, want to give it a, I want to give it a chance and see if it's potentially uh, cancelled or, or not. Well, it's definitely cancelled, but 
still a fantastic movie. And well, Mel Gibson himself, you know, despite being a scumbag, is a, a fantastic director when he has the chance. Well, again, scumbags, directors, that's kind of... Uh... <laughs> Don't worry, they're, 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 they like go hand in hand. Yeah, it could be the control freak element. Um, I don't know. He's also a religious lunatic in his way yeah. as well. I mean, he's he's a weirdo with his religious stuff. Do you think I would end up that way if I was a director? Like, I'd be too much of a control freak and want things my way? Because I hope not, but I guess I gotta ask somebody else. Like, maybe you're too biased because you know me too well, but like... I can't imagine you trying to direct people. I feel like you'd be... And you'd, uh, plus, there's so much uh, lack of confidence. I feel like as a director, you need to have that element of, like, I know what I'm doing all the time, and I know how to do it right. I feel like you'd be filled with self-doubt. <laughs> uh, you need to have an overinflated ego, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you listen to James Cameron. I mean, he's like, yeah, only I know how to do it right. And if everyone else can just move in the places I need them to be, It'll be perfect. I mean, that's major ego. <laughs> yeah. But he's right. He, he's, he's often right. Except for with the recent stuff. But... Oof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are directors who probably aren't that, and they're still hopefully successful. Mm-hmm. At least a name. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely hear people being more humble. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you. I can't, like... I can't see you being a dick. I could see you showing up on set being drunk i could see it too i could see <laughs> having a couple bad days and just yeah blowing it up by being drunk just don't be like josh trank okay <laughs> just going in the hiding the trailer oh it's just not even that it's just like that was i feel bad in a way because especially if you like are called a genius like you know you, you do chronicle and you do something else before you do fantastic four uh, and then all of a sudden you're lo- like, for, because of Chronicle, you've been lauded as like, oh, he's a new visionary director. He's a new, he's, he's leading science fiction to the future. Uh, and then does Fantastic Four and he just has a bunch of like problems with the bottle. It's like, ah, oh, that's not good. Yeah, it is sad. His crew basically died. How is he doing, by the way? Is he, uh, is he still like put stuff out or is he dead? <laughs> just, uh, just in, <laughs> as, as of your, you know, your, your, your funny gag of, is he dead? I did look him up a little while ago because I was like, what the hell happened? Did he like fall into a gutter somewhere and yeah, just disappear? But I I think he is actually, oh yeah, he put out, he, he directed Capone uh, three years ago with Tom Hardy. Capone, Capone. Can't say I remember that one. Yeah. And I mean that like either in the theater, maybe that's the three years ago, it was 2020. So, okay, well that's, that's not on him. That's, that's not on him. Yeah, it, it came out to not much attention and. I was curious just because I'm a Tom Hardy fan, but I heard... Oh, yeah, it's Tom Hardy. I heard pretty toxic reviews, and I was like, I'll just see it when it's on video, and I never got around to it. Okay, fair enough. But I'll get to it one day. Yeah, of course you get to it one day. Interesting. Yeah, it kind of sucks, though. It does suck, yeah. His career got so sidelined by taking a studio job that fucked him over. Uh, that's that's a lot of people as well. It's just not him. That's, that's so many other people. Yeah. Potentially Justin Lin. No, (laughs) that's just my way to get back. You know he quit 10, right? Oh, he he like was a part of it, then walked away for creative reasons? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think him and Vin clashed heads, butted heads again. Hmm. I mean, doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. 
I'm going to read it out loud, because uh, if you're hitting record right now, it'll be funny if I just hit say it right now. Sure. The title of this Zencaster link is, Don jumped a shark as he drove off that plane. <laughs> now, not in that order, of course. No, certainly not in that order. Yeah, technically, I guess he didn't quite jump the shark at that point in the movie, but it was it was getting pretty close to the breaking point. I mean, I'm, I actually am waiting for that. Like, I guess we can, maybe at the end of 9 or... Maybe in a speakeasy, we'll just like do a quick like, you know, what are what, the speculation podcast of like uh, a speculation discussion of like what do you want to see from ten? Yeah, and I'll say I'm I was stunned to learn today that uh, and it made sense because I was recording an episode or I should say editing an episode, and you were talking about oh it's so weird that the mainline series is ending at eleven and I was confused and I was like oh but it's not part of the mainline, tens the end and Hobbs and Shaw is as eleven. And you didn't really counter, but I realize now that you were hinting at the fact that there there's going to be one more after ten. I I did not know that. Yeah. So that that surprised me greatly learning that today. That's what I that's what I was uh, impressed by of like oh there's so there's going to be eleven. It's like I've never you know that's the thing. I mean that's that's symmetry or that's asymmetrical in a way yeah. of you know you'd rather you, you want to end it in even number right but odds are always looked look down upon they're always uh frowned upon by by others it's like no you have to end at a uh on an even number tell that to planet of the apes films though which they end in five i guess eight right now so far so never mind it is still even yeah and apparently they got another one coming soon not too long in the future don't forget transformers films as well there's five, i guess bumblebee counts so that's six never mind Oh, but wait! There's the uh, Rise of the Beast Machines, so I guess that's uh, I guess that's also uh, seven right there. Yeah, just as I'm pulling up this uh, my movie here, have you seen anything about the Godzilla X Kong trailer or teaser? Oh, what is it? The New Empire? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you see that little teaser? Uh, from is it on YouTube or on uh, from a movie theater? Uh, I just saw it on YouTube. Usually I don't watch those things, but for, for that little teaser, I was like, I'm too curious. And it really wasn't much, but it's at least nice to know that it's it's coming soon. So, but I guess not that soon. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect from that. Uh, I'm glad that now the timeline, though, is a little bit off. Um, I mean, not off, but like, is the Apple TV series whatever that is of like the monster verse is that still happening before this or is this happening first hmm it's a good question i'll look it up real quick because i haven't heard anything about that in the past uh like six months or so because the new movie's coming out in march next year so we have less than a year to go um yeah weird it said it was originally going to be released in 2022 but had to be delayed and there's not been a release date since then. Huh, okay. Yeah, that's too bad. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if I'll get Apple TV Plus just for that. It looks like it's actually going to Netflix now. Really? Interesting. Yeah. They just dipped, eh? Yeah, that's weird. That is interesting. I don't know if... Well, okay, I can't say that. I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't keep up on my TV shows, but... What's the stitch, Caleb? What do you got? What do you got for us today? 
Well, since we were just looking into that, uh, that apparently Netflix created animated Kong Skull Island movie, an anime, or TV show, I should say. I was like, oh, but I, I could have sworn that we were talking about Apple TV making this. And I don't know, maybe, maybe there was some wires crossed back in the day or something like that because Apple TV is making a, a series set in the MonsterVerse, but it's not a Skull, Kong Skull Island movie. It's a, it's a Godzilla series, live action. And they, they snatched up this guy, uh, Matt Shackman, who directed some stuff for, uh, the MCU TV shows and he's coming over he's directed a few episodes of this and it turns out the series is created by uh, at least one of the creators is Matt F Matt Fraction so that's interesting and it's starring uh, Kurt Russell seemingly in the lead role Jesus of oh wait no so whoa 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 <laughs> I almost uh, quite quite topical for tonight but I almost I almost got him confused with Jeff Bridges because I was say oh wow of like old monster verse fame in a way uh just of king kong 1976 but i'm like no that was jeff bridges why did i get oh, the two yes. stuff? <laughs> oops yeah and his son wyatt russell is coming over too from the, the falcon and the winter soldier well i'll be darned okay so will this be a bridge between all the uh previous characters potentially will we will we see maybe our like old cast or old cast of characters from the first Godzilla, the uh, second Godzilla King of Monsters, any you know older characters from Skull Island, and then you know anybody from uh, Congress's Godzilla. Yeah, according to this Matt Shackman or Shockman, I'm not sure. He said that uh, one of the fun things of working on this show is, as compared to working on those MCU shows. Is this one, even though it takes place in the same universe, feels much more isolated, and feels like it has room to kind of breathe in its own. So, so I'm assuming it'll be more detached. I mean, would you say that? I don't know if there's been producers of like if there's a continuing producer throughout like from 14 to King of Monsters to Skull Island to you know both kings battling. But it's like who's who? Basically, my question is who's the Kevin Feige? That's the, that's the question now with with all these cinematic universes. Who is the Kevin Feige of their universe? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Now this is not me. You know, I, I we we have to have content. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, is there you know somebody in the director's not director's chair, but is there somebody in the producer's chair, you know, guiding this entire thing along uh, or not? Because I mean. For the most part, like, I think, maybe it's the writers, potentially. I think, at least what we've seen so far, pretty much it's fairly in line with what it started out as in, I guess, Godzilla 2014. Obviously, it's kind of gotten a little more bombastic since then, but... Yeah. So far, it's... Nothing's really, like, out of left field. Yeah, and maybe it helps that they've just been more... A little bit more played back with interconnectivity and they take such big time gaps between them i guess all of them considering kong skyland too was like 30 years before that one and then i think king of the monsters it seemed like it was a big leap but maybe not i don't know <laughs> it's hard to say with that one i think again similar to transformers or michael bay's transformers the mcu i think they're going off of 
uh, real life in a way. So the year, uh, okay, maybe this is just my head, Ken, but the, the year they're released is the year they take place. Hmm. Simply, I believe, if I recall in King of Monsters, they did mention, okay, say for Kong Skull Island. And, and no, I, I let his joke uh, go by. Um, but I, th I think they mentioned in King of the Monsters somewhere that it was 2014. Oh, okay. Uh, or sorry, not not sorry. It wasn't 2014, but they mentioned that Godzilla struck in 2014. They didn't say 2014, but they somewhere I think in some news reels or news footage it mentioned like 2014 somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Godzilla versus Kong. It seemed like, at least technologically speaking, it seemed like things had taken a big leap forward. So. Well, certainly, like again, King of the Monsters. All of a sudden, just yeah, everybody's become Shield, and they have like this advanced technology. Maybe reverse engineered from the Mutos. I have no idea. Like, yeah, all of a sudden, Monarchs uh, public knowledge at this point, whereas they weren't knowledge. At, they weren't public knowledge at all in, in the first one or fourteen, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and then it gets wild, like really wild in Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited. Adam Wingard is coming back for for this new one. I guess the is it the fifth one. It's the fifth one by this point. Yeah, so it's exciting they've found someone that they want to bring back since they've switched off directors each time. Not the worst idea, I'll admit. I don't know what your your entire feelings are over that. No, I'm 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 happy with it. I, I've I've really come around to uh, Godzilla vs Kong. I think I've seen it like four times now, and yeah, I, I've enjoyed it each more, or I've enjoyed it more each time I watched it. Oh, there we go. That's uh, at least at least from my perspective, that's that I'm pleased to hear that because I also enjoyed that film. Yeah, but I guess should we discuss uh, should we discuss the main event here? Unless you have something to bring to the table, I will just say at this point, what do you what do you want to see? Because I guess we have we had Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Do you think we'll see Mecha Kong? It it could be interesting to see Mecha Kong, but maybe not right away. I have a feeling that if they tie it to, or if they if there's a loose thread from King of Monsters, say that when King Ghidorah died he let out like a, a distress beacon almost like there's a biological distress 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 beacon excuse me inside his cells mm. that released and it called off world in a way like it's it's calling to where he originated from mm -hmm. basically space godzilla space godzilla could be cool i think i think they could do a lot of fun stuff with that what do you want to see like Anything goes at this point. Like, they've done aliens by this point. We've got giant robots. We got mechs for pit's sake. So, like, what what do we got, want next? We want more, you know, Showa era stuff. He say, what what do you want, bud? I think it'd be cool if they set up kind of an alien invasion plot with the monsters, like they used to do in the uh, the Showa era. So we have like a a secret alien, maybe corporation comes in and starts, you know, buying up a bunch of properties and. There's some espionage there, like, oh crap, who are these people? And then there's these monster attacks. It turns out that they're orchestrating. I think I'd, I'd be happy to see that kind of plot come back. Because I always liked the alien invasions. I just feel like a lot of them weren't handled very well. So you're saying that potentially the Legendary has the... They, they would get the ball rolling of, of performing a secret invasion before Marvel does. The MCU does, excuse me. Huh. 
Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess they could go in that direction. Wasn't quite what I was thinking, but that's fair. It's just that usually with those so uh, of the films I have watched of you know the, the show eras that you were telling me about, um, they usually. Just, I, I was th- I was kind of thinking of Ultraman as well, albeit like you know the, the Shin Ultraman, excuse me, with mm-hmm. with those aliens just showing. Although that was not so much secret, it was just like yeah, we're kind of out in the open, but we have nefarious plots and ulterior motives uh, behind the scenes. Whereas, like, an actual secret invasion is, well, they secretly took over the government without us knowing. Yeah, and if there's anything I'd want besides an alien invasion, definitely uh, Biolanti. I was going to say, I was thinking, like, you know, they, they might, like, not... I gotta wonder what they would, what their version of Biolante would look like. Yeah, that's why I'm curious. I'm, I'm very curious to see what they could do with something like that. Because that'd be a very different type of monster for any, anything we've seen so far in the MonsterVerse. But the thing is, is that, obviously, they're still under a contract of... They have to pay and purchase the rights for each monster. Yeah. So there's no way... Like, I assume they had to pay for Godzilla, or Mechagodzilla, correct? Probably, yeah. I would think so. Even though that did not look like Mechagodzilla personally, but obviously it was yeah. their, you know interpretation of that um I, what i would love to see is like you know like you know Angerus uh to come in as one of the uh titans mm. and several of the other I, I, obviously mothra will, <laughs> mothra will return and then same <laughs> with rodan although didn't yeah didn't yeah if i recall in, in king g versus king k godzilla sent all the titans back into the uh uh under no, I was gonna say under Earth, but the uh, Hollow Earth. That's right. Oh, interesting. I don't remember. I think so. We'll get to that when we get to King K versus King yeah. G. Hopefully soon. Once we're done with Fast and Furious, I'll try to book that quickly. Oh, that'll <laughs> happen. That'll that'll certainly happen. But yeah, I don't. I don't. Not like. I would like to see more monsters. Like you know, all monsters attack. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that's what they're building toward. I, I hate saying that of like, are they building something or is it just movie by movie by this point? Yeah, I wouldn't mind movie by movie. There's so many different elements of Godzilla that you could just, yeah, jump into a place and switch focus to characters and then have this big plot happen around them. Like we've been kind of focusing on the government. And I think all of these for the most part, whether it's soldiers or uh, like kind of secret government uh what would you call them well it's shield like what is monarch yeah like kind of like shield yeah like almost like an intelligence service or something yeah it could be fun to just shift to uh well i guess they kind of did that with godzilla versus or godzilla king of the monsters kind of shifting to a a regular family but then they had their own ties to a bigger kind of thing with the whole scientist mom in that semi-terrorist plot, <laughs> whatever that was. You know, they they have a... If they wanted to go, like, you know, Fast and Furious Saga or MCU on, on this, they could almost do uh, the Godzilla 1999 animated series, or 1998 animated series, where, you know, you have your... Uh, whatever his name is, you have your Matthew, Matthew Broderick character, and then Godzilla going, like, all over the world each week to face off against other kaijus. Yeah, in a movie series, or do you mean like a TV show? No, a movie series. Like that's the, that's a series. Just like 
Uh, well, it's you know, similar to like the original Godzilla in a way of like, except it was all set in Japan instead of <laughs> being set like in America or wherever. One day we'll go back to Japan. <laughs> yeah, I mean there is another Toho Godzilla movie coming out relatively soon as well. Question is, which comes first, the Empire or Toho's Godzilla? That's the question. I'm pretty sure the Toho one is coming out this year, but I'll quickly check before we start this. Cause yeah, I believe it's booked for like maybe November, but but only in Japan, I think. Yep, November third, twenty twenty three is the targeted release date. And that the filming's already completed and it's in post production, and that's the same for uh, that Apple TV TV series. It's also completed filming. All right, so now it's just you're right, post production stuff. So, well, we'll uh, yeah, that's that's our update for now on on this on God's on King G. So here's my question, sir. As a proponent and a fan of the James Bond film series, mm. what is it about even early, you know, Sean Connery stuff, like any of the Bond films? What is it about like Bond? We keep seeing the same character over and over again um, come back into different situations. What is it about that that had longevity and drew you into uh, the series? Uh, well, one, the Bond character, at least in the films, would reinvent. So we'd always get different flavors of a, a similar character who was a very flawed guy. Bond, I mean, it's especially in like the this, this, the crappy 70s ones, which I'll say I think a lot of the the more stuff is, is pretty bad. I'm not a fan of his Bond very much. But he was still, you know, he wasn't a perfect, you know, Mary Sue, Mary Dom guy. It was... You know, he's a flawed bastard, Bond. And it was usually the villains that would be, you know, very outlandish. And Bond was almost like the, the, the character just kind of introducing us to this crazy world in some of those films. In the recent uh, Daniel Craig stuff, they've reached back to the books and spent more time delving into the, the character inside Bond. He's not just this surface kind of action hero. He's a multi-layered character. The psychology. Yeah. So reaching to the strengths of the source material. And, and, you know, not just... And also the Bond films, even though the plots can get very convoluted at times, it's self-contained. It's not this big running... Uh, at least in the, the pre-Daniel Craig. It wasn't this continuing story arc that they keep having to change because they're like, oh, we don't want to do this anymore. Let's just completely rewrite it. Like that's, oh boy, that's just so annoying. <laughs> if that answers your question, I don't know. <laughs>